John Bush here with the Rise Up Radio Show. We're at Libertopia 2013 here in San Diego, California. And we're here with Charles Johnson at the Alliance of the Left Libertarian uh, Left Libertarian Alliance table, Molinari Institute. They got a bunch of great zines out here. And uh, one of my favorites is called Scratching By, How Government Creates Poverty as We Know It. And I think it's an important discourse because many uh, folks who are more traditional liberals, democratic socialists, feel that uh, absent the state, there would be absolutely no safety net or no one to help provide for those who are in uh, less fortunate situations. But your, your essay talks about how the state, in fact, is in large part responsible for keeping people in these positions of poverty. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Thanks. So um, the basic argument in Scratching By is that the conventional forms of poverty that we're most familiar with, sort of the stereotypical image of people locked, you know, locked economically into ghettos, dependent on maintaining very precarious relationships with employers, with slumlord landlords, um, with social service agencies and other uh, uh, local purported do-gooders, is actually uh, a situation which is systematically created by the state. So, of course, it, it's not the case that uh, it's not the case that if, if you know, laissez-faire reigned tomorrow, if everybody were fully free and fully secure in their property rights, that nobody would ever be, you know, nobody would ever have hard times again. Um, but it is the case that the way that people are forced to deal with these hard times, the way that people get locked into a bad situation, locked into these relationships of precarity and these relationships of dependency, is entirely the creation of the state. It's the result of um, the state burning out independent alternatives, of suppressing poor people's natural survival strategies, of destroying their property and their trade relationships, and getting in the way of sort of the, the, the grassroots kinds of self-help, mutual aid, and sort of self-sufficiency that people naturally practice when they're left free to do so. Um, so, you know, for, for example, there, you know, there, um, uh, there's a, a whole systematic set of state policies which are aimed at uh, keeping poor people from getting access to land that they might be able to use to, to better their conditions. In a city like Detroit, uh, there's, um, you know, there are tremendous numbers of completely abandoned lots which are held out of use. Often the title is formally held by the state, and even when it's not, they're, they're not transferred because of the barriers that the state erects and the ways that they uh, try to maintain the property to, to keep it away from people who might be able to make use of it. I think this is property that's been abandoned and that... Uh, Poor people ought to have a right to go in and, and begin to develop things like community gardens to make use of the land uh, and use their own sweat equity to put themselves in a better position where they're not dependent on uh, the, the subsid you know, subsidized landlords, public housing, a number of other kind of mechanisms that the state uses to lock people in. Um, similarly, uh, sort of independent means of making a living, um, hair braiding, driving a taxi, um, uh, you know, sort of developing, uh, uh, just sort of developing side hustles and other ways of, of reducing your fixed costs of living or bringing up independent sources of revenue are systematically burned out and blocked uh, and destroyed by uh, government licensure and government regulations. Um, and that uh, if, when, when poor people are fully free to do so, when their property isn't constantly being taken away from them in the name of urban renewal, when their trade opportunities aren't constantly being taken away from them in the name of professional licensure, um, and when their costs of living aren't constantly being ratcheted up uh, by, um, you know, by restricting, restricting access to land, to capital, um, and to other resources, uh, 
that uh, people are able to scratch by in ways that make them much more independent. Um, and that often involves sort of, you know, grassroots community efforts, people getting together in the neighborhood and helping each other out um, uh, to help provide against um, disasters, help provide against uh, uh, health care costs and so on. Uh, yeah, on that note, uh, a lot of folks in the quote-unquote liberty movement mm -hmm. seem to be content to talk about the problem and how we need to end the welfare state, it's immoral, mm -hmm. uh, yet there seems to be a vacuum where they're not actually getting out and getting their hands dirty yes. and providing alternatives to state uh, institutions uh, that can help those who are in difficult places. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about some of the means, uh, you know, people can stop complaining and actually go out and help others and genuinely teach mm -hmm. that the philosophy of liberty and voluntary cooperation is in fact the best way to help those in need. Mm -hmm. What are some things that people could get involved in to, to help further that goal? Sure, absolutely. I think that's a great point and it's really important that uh, and an important part of how people scratch by are these these grassroots efforts they do to help each other out. And there are a lot of examples, some of which involve try actually getting out there, meeting new people outside of uh, sort of uh, conventional liberty movement circles and beginning to work together with sort of a broad basis of people who are interested in um, you know, self-sufficiency, resilient communities in uh, sort of neighborhood mutual aid. Uh, and so, for example, there are groups like the... the um, there are groups like the Common Ground Collective in, in New Orleans that emerged after the, after the disaster of Hurricane Katrina. Uh, there are groups that uh, provide, um, you know, Common Ground among others, there are groups that provide free clinics, that provide distribution centers in the middle of natural disasters. Um, there are groups that deal with, uh, there are groups that deal with um, providing, uh, providing food and, and sort of, you know, free community, free community meals, groups like Food Not Bombs. Um, and these are groups that are often full of radicals, anti-authoritarians, and, and anarchists, often anarchists who've come to it from the left. Um, and I think for a lot of liberty movement people that these are really productive places for us to go and to try and um, you know, make new friends and work together, get our hands dirty, as you were saying, and try to build something in our communities. Um, not to like, you know, save other people, but to create a kind of community that supports us as well as uh, as well as uh, other people who are oppressed and marginalized in other ways in their own lives. Uh, and so that we can build, uh, you know, so to, to get involved with person-to-person -person forms of, of solidarity and mutual aid, uh, rather than just sort of approaching it as, you know, well, that's something for charity to take care of, that's something I just need to write a check for, or sort of these other, these other approaches that, that sort of tend to keep us locked in rather than getting out there and working with people. Sure. Yeah, I think reciprocity is a big part of it too, not going into mm -hmm. another community and saying, hey, we're here to help you do A, B, and C, but rather start a conversation and say, is there anything that we can provide that isn't there maybe that can help empower communities? Uh, uh, last thing before we let you go, uh, can you uh, give us the dichotomy between left libertarianism and, and what that is juxtaposing? Talk mm -hmm. a little bit about that, and then finally let us know where people can get more information about left libertarianism as a whole. Sure, great, thanks. So the... Um, uh, my own website is radgeek.com. Uh, the group I'm a member of is the Alliance of the Libertarian Left, which you can find at uh, all-left.net. There's also the Center for a Stateless Society, which is sort of allied with us, sort of sister organization or cousin organization or something like that. Um, and uh, they put out a lot of great content on left libertarianism and on grassroots solutions to social problems. Um, the left libertarian idea in particular, I think the quickest way to put it is just that uh, we believe in trying to achieve, uh, we believe in trying to achieve left-wing social and economic goals through libertarian means. Um, so, and by libertarian, 
we mean anarchists. We mean fully consistent libertarianism that's based on uh, that's based on a practice of uh, uh, radical direct action, on cultural change, on nonviolent social organizing, not based on uh, trying to elect Republican candidates or run people for office uh, or lobby the government. By left, what we mean is that there are a set of there are a set of social goals that are often associated very strongly with the left in sort of conventional American political debates. Uh, issues like uh, conditions for workers, greater economic equality, um, uh, opposition to racism or to oppression on the basis of, of gender, of sexuality, uh, concerns with ecological sustainability and so on. And we believe that these are generally real and genuine problems with the social uh, and economic conditions that we live in, that these are things that it's really important to take seriously and try and build uh, a, more, uh, a more equal and a more mutual sort of culture and society for us to live in. But these are problems that are systematically created by the state, by state exercises of privilege and by state monopolies. And there are things that, that are best addressed uh, not by means of, you know, not by means of throwing ballots in boxes, not by means of political parties or trying to pass new laws. Because it doesn't take any form of social control uh, to try and improve the lives of ordinary people. It takes social movements. It takes people working together. Um, uh, outside of the state and trying to develop, uh, trying to develop a, a better, a better culture and sort of more accountable institutions um, through nonviolent social and economic action and through grassroots organizing uh, that will actually resolve the that, that will actually bring a, you know help help to build a culture of uh, a culture of, of resistance to oppression and a culture of of equality uh, in the world that we're in. Right on. All right. Thanks for chatting with us, Carl, Charles. Good stuff. Yeah. Thanks so much, John. Appreciate it.